Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. It hadn't even been a hundred years. And most of the people who fought in the Civil War identified with their states as much as or more than with the country itself. Y'all hearing me? Which again, and I'm not and I'm not making any excuses for, for slavery or anything like that, but I'm just trying to give you an honest view of the history. Many of the people who fought in the Civil War didn't own slaves, but they were fighting not for slavery, but for their states. They thought that they owed loyalty to their states. Only 5% of the people in America ever owned slaves. Now, you'll never hear that in the history books, but that's the truth. Because first of all, slavery ended early on in the North, and in the South, it was a rich man's gain because slaves were expensive. You had to have money. And most of the people didn't. They were busy trying to eke out a living. And the most generous estimate you'll hear from liberal scholars will say, no, that's wrong. 30% of the people in the South owned slaves. But what they want to do is they want to include all their children, all the members of their family who lived there. So it might be a patriarch who is the actual owner, but if he's got 15 family members, they want to add them in and say, when you count them all, it's 30%. So being generous, 30%, that means 70% of the people, even at the most, if you take the most leftist interpretation, 70% of the people in the South did not own slaves. So what were the people who fought in the Civil War fighting for? They certainly weren't fighting to keep their slaves in many cases. They were fighting because they thought they owed a loyalty to their, their state and a loyalty to the South. And they were fighting because many of them had not yet resolved in their own hearts and minds that America is not a convenient gathering of, of states. It is an indissoluble union. And once you're in, you are not getting out. That's it. We are one United States of America. Are you all hearing me? Is this, is this helpful? Amen. Amen. I, I, just, I have to share these things with you because I know how little of it is taught. Amen. 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 So look, here's the, we're faced with two competing visions for America right now. And I think it goes back to the 1960s. One is a vision, which is a patriotic vision, of America as a shining city on a hill. A nation of faith and family and freedom. A nation of individual liberty, of opportunity. For, for a, a better future, for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, based upon character and ability. A nation that respects life, cherishes children as innocent and deserving of our protection, rather than being used in an agenda of sexual perversion and indoctrinating children, a whole bunch of transgender nonsense a nation of sovereignty and independence, 
where we actually get to control our own borders and don't have people dictating to us and telling us we're a bunch of racists and bigots and home and, 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 uh, and anti-Hispanic because we won't let people just flood across our border any kind of way they want to. We now got people from 150 nations flooding across the border. We've got a fentanyl epidemic of death in our country because the, op the, the southern border is open. And we're supposed to believe that if you oppose that, somehow it's because you're racist and you're xenophobic and you're anti-Hispanic. Now we believe that one nation under God, that God should be the center of our nation's culture and character. And then we'll have indivisible, we'll be indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now the other, the other vision that the left is trying to impose is a vision of racial tribalism and, and so-called identity politics, where you, you pit groups against each other and they're all hostile to one another. You know, and, and saints, believe me, some people may see this as pandering. It is not. I, I'm, I'm trying to give you the truth as the Lord has shown it to me. There is a very dangerous ideology that is growing up in our country, and it's, it's, it's essentially the same ideology that, that Hitler used in Germany, and it's this. All white people are bad. Now, you think about that. That's what we're being told. All white people are racist. No white people can be trusted. All white people are against, quote unquote, people of color. That's what the left is selling. It's dangerous. The, 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 the major difference in our country right now between, and, and then they wonder why, why racist groups spring up defending whiteness. Well, you're, you're, you're triggering it. You're asking for the weak, for weak-minded people who don't know God and feel like they've got to defend their race to stand up and do that. But it's not the skin, it's the sin. Amen. Racial tribalism, identity politics, sexual perversion and depravity, anything goes. Did y'all see these pictures of these so-called drag queens with young children sticking money into their waistbands? while they walk around with artificial breasts. I mean, this is disgusting. And then you and I, are we're the bad people. Oh, you, you question that? Oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I question it. And I'm going to keep questioning it because it's wrong. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's degenerate. It's depraved. Amen? I call it not the LGBTQ, but the SPCG, the Sexual Perversion Child Grooming Movement because that's really what it is. And then they have a vision of collective conformity. Just say what you're told to say. Don't think out of the box. We'll tell you what's right. We'll tell you what's wrong. Don't refer to your Bible or God. You, you don't need that. We will tell you. So when we give you instruction, just follow it. I mean, collective conformity. You know, that's what communist countries do. I mean, right now, saints, in communist China, and the same thing is probably happening in North Korea because there's always an underground church, every single day. When you get up in the morning, you think about this for all you people who hate America. If you are a Christian, you get up in the morning, I want you to remember this. Somewhere in China, in multiple locations, Christians are being arrested, they're being imprisoned, they're being tortured, they're being put in labor camps, and they're being murdered because of their faith in Jesus Christ. 
because they are considered enemies of the state because they believe in Jesus. The Communist Party has even set up its own church, which doesn't believe in anything. And you can be a member of that and you're okay. Because what they're going to teach you is to worship Xi Jinping. Because what they do is any of these underground churches that have crosses or pictures of Jesus or the Virgin Mary, they go down, they go to these places, they take down those pictures and put pictures of Xi Jinping up and say basically, there's your God, worship him. And we live in the United States of America. We don't have, we don't have to worship anybody. Amen? I, you know, I tell people all the time, I supported most of what Donald Trump did, except for giving Anthony Fauci a platform. <sighs> that, was, that, was, that was probably the worst mistake. Uh, but I support most of what he did. I don't worship him. Oh, you know, he can't just say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, Donald Trump said it. I go, no. I worship God. I follow him. If you're in agreement with him, fine. If you're not, sorry. <laughs> See ya and wouldn't want to be ya. Are you all hearing me? Amen. But, but try, try that in communist China. Try saying, I don't worship Xi Jinping. I'm not following him. <laughs> See how long you last. Your life wouldn't be worth a plug nickel. And people running around complaining about the United of America and you got these sellout traitorous NBA players who will denounce our country like it's the worst place in the world while they're billionaires with tens and sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars and then defend communist China that is murdering and torturing people every single day. I mean, give me a break. That's why I don't watch the NBA. Because I, I, it, 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 it just, it's disgusting. That kind of hypocrisy. And some of them are supposed to be Christians. They ought to know better. Thank God for, for uh, we'll say, Ennis, Ennis Freeman. <laughs> he at least stood up for the Uyghurs. And by the way, the Uyghurs are Muslims, but that's the, that's the beauty of this country. Look, I am a Christian. I don't agree with Islam. I don't agree with, 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 with the way Muslims think. But I believe in their freedom to live the way they want to live. As long as they're not hurting anybody else, leave them alone. If we want to persuade them to try to persuade them that Jesus Christ is the answer, fine. I don't want my government telling them what they can and cannot believe, believe in what they can and cannot say and what they can and cannot think. I defend Buddhists and Hindus' rights to be wrong. Amen. I mean that. Praise God. Because see... If you start down that road of trying to get the government to stop people from worshiping and doing what you think is wrong, guess who's next? We are. Glory to God. So, so look, saints, the most important phrase in the, 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 the I, I won't go through the rest of it. You know what it is. But let's come to the most important phrase. To secure the blessings of liberty. That's, that's the last phrase in the preamble, to secure the blessings of liberty. And what this tells us that the founding fathers saw liberty as a blessing from God. And look, here again, they saw the Constitution not as giving us liberty, but securing the liberty that God gave us. So here's the principle I want you to remember as we celebrate our 246th anniversary of this nation's existence. When you disconnect from God, you disconnect from liberty. When you disconnect from God, you lose your liberty. 
See, that's why when you think about the nations in which there's no freedom, what do they have in common? They're godless. They don't see the human being as having any inherent rights because they don't believe that God exists. So you have what they give you and nothing more. And they can do anything they want to do to you and there's nothing you can do about it. In fact, I, I can't remember which book it was I was reading about, um, uh, about this. Well, it had some stuff about the communist uh, control of, of Russia and the Soviet Union and, uh, and some of the things they did to Christians, which I won't even recount because it's so ugly. I don't even want to say it in a sermon, but I mean, it was, it was, it was horrible. And they would say to the Christians, and this God you think is real, is not. And we can do anything to you we want to do. And it's not never going to be a day of reckoning because there's no God to answer to. While they would be doing abominable things to these Christians, most of whom would not renounce their faith in spite of it. When you disconnect from God, you disconnect from liberty. And see, that's why when you think about it, all the imposition of you can't say that, you can't do that. Where's it coming from? It's coming from the godless left for the most part. Amen. And by the way, the people who see our, 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 our uh, faith in God as something dangerous to the country are fools. They're fools. Because here again, they don't understand. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. If there is no God and there are no absolutes, who says Hitler was wrong? Of course he was wrong. He was wrong, just as wrong and as evil as he could be. But says who? Because you see, if there is no God and there are no absolutes, only might makes right. You are only right if you have the power to force your way upon others. Whereas as Christians, we understand that we don't have the, the right to force our way on others. We, we can try to persuade others that they might voluntarily come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but we don't have the right even for the cause of their salvation to try to impose it on them and it won't work anyway. But when you disconnect from God, do anything you want to do. Because the, the utopia that you're building might be worth a 10,000 lives lost, maybe a million, maybe a maybe hundred million communism has been responsible for but it's worth it you know as Mao said if you want to make an omelet you got to break some eggs and by the way the only reason why China is prospering right now is that they've allowed a modicum of freedom and prosperity to take place in the country so that they can enjoy some of the benefits that they see happen in America but they're still not free billionaires have disappeared in China you get on the wrong side of the government, they don't care how much money you've got. Because, see, a communist totalitarian system believes everything belongs to them. They're no different than monarchies in that sense. It all belongs to them. You can use it as long as you're a good boy or a good girl. But if, you, if you're not, they'll take everything you've got and take your life too and think nothing of it. Are you all hearing me? And by the way, by the way, for all these people who are offering up all of this cannon fodder for China to use against them. You know, China regularly reports in their global times that America's a racist country and America's this and America's that. And you know, they're parroting what they hear from Black Lives Matter and what they hear from all these leftists 
telling them, telling them how bad the country is. I mean, Joe Biden just went overseas and told everybody, denounce the Supreme Court overseas. By the way, you know, why weren't they denouncing the Supreme Court when they, when they said same-sex marriage was a constitutional right? Then the Supreme Court was the greatest thing that ever, oh, what a wonderful thing we have in the Supreme Court. Now all of a sudden, let's get rid of the Supreme Court. Because they said, you know what? You don't have a constitutional right to kill an unborn baby. What? I mean, how degenerate can you be? And how hypocritical as well. But look, China's goal is world domination. China wants you and I subjugated to it. China wants to be the preeminent power on the earth. And I just described to you what China does. That's what they want for all of us. I mean, can you imagine if Adolf Hitler had won? What he wanted was to turn the whole world into his slave plantation. That's what he wanted. And you know what? That's what China wants too. Because, because the people of China, and God bless them, I, my heart goes out to them, are nothing but a nation of slaves to a totalitarian system. And no matter how much freedom they may feel like they have or think they have at any given moment, step out of line and watch. You know, they've got, the, Google has helped them develop this merit system where they count up your points as a good communist. And the more points you get, the better shopping you can do, the better place you get to live, the better job you get. But if you have a low number of points, guess what? You get the dregs. Same way the Antichrist is going to try to control everybody. You don't have the mark on you. Oh, well, no, you can't buy and sell. Here's some bread and water for you. And we live in a country where we're free. You know, people talk about, yeah, but you know, but the wealthy have too much and the poor don't have enough. We need to redistribute income. Saints, income is not distributed. It's earned. There's no, there's no power up there saying, okay, you get this and you get that. And you, no, people are going out there educating themselves. They're developing skills. They're marketing themselves. They're working day and night to earn their income. That's what, not what totalitarian systems do. But they have no fear of God. And, and it's the fear of God that is the beginning of wisdom and the fear of God that is what that, that has made us a free people. Now look, I've got to just do this footnote. Well now Bishop, you're not really dealing with slavery. Slavery was an institution that existed all over the world and enslaved people of every background known to man. And our founding fathers and those who pioneered this country inherited it as an institution. By the time the founding fathers came into their own, slavery had been practiced in, in all over the world, all over Europe at that point, the African slave trade that is, for 150 years. In spite of what this idiot senator we've got here, um, Tim Kaine says, America didn't inherit slavery, America invented slavery. Now, forgive me if that offends you that I called him an idiot, but you've got to be an idiot to believe that. I mean, really. I mean, come on. That's crazy. That's just stupid. But you know what? It's said to get people to not like our country, to believe that America is some specially evil place. We invented slavery. What? I mean, have you read anything? Have you read the rise and fall of the, of the Roman Empire? You're supposed to be an educated man. They enslaved people everywhere they went.
and mainly enslaved other Europeans. So, so, so forgive me if I get a little raw about this stuff, but I can't stand this purveying of ignorance and lies. So therefore, when our founding fathers were writing the Declaration of Independence and writing the Constitution, I know they were probably not cognizant of what the country was going to look like 50 years, 100 years, 150 years later. They weren't. Now, almost a quarter of a millennium later, but God was. And God knew that every single one of us, my ancestors and yours, some of your ancestors came here as indentured servants, low-class people with nothing, every single one of us would enjoy the blessings of liberty. God knew it even if they didn't. And they were being used by God, even if they didn't fully understand that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so really, I'm tired of hearing about it. I've never been a slave. You've never been a slave. I mean, it's time to move on. We've got to focus on the future of our country together rather than the things that happened in the past that people who are long since dead, all the slave masters are long dead, all the slaves are long dead, and we are here to build a future for our country, our children, and our grandchildren until Jesus comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, let me wrap this up. Liberty has to be understood as a spiritual concept. It simply can't be understood as a political concept. It must be understood as a spiritual concept because freedom doesn't reside in a document. How do I know? Lots of constitutions have been written to say people are free, but then they haven't had freedom. It's in here. It's in the human heart. See, when you know God and you know that God made you free, it's much, much harder to put you in slavery. It's much, much harder to convince you to accept the system that would turn you into an automaton. To think what you're told, to say what you're told, to do what you're told, to go where you're told by a government that you know has no right to do that. Because that's not the state God created you for. Amen? So that freedom has got to continue to beat in the hearts of the American people, knowing that God created us free. The founding fathers didn't make us free. They simply set the framework to protect our freedom. God is the one who made us free. Amen. And by the way, God didn't give us liberty for sin. He didn't give us liberty so we could act a fool. Now, he gave us the freedom to do so, but that's not why he gave it to us. I mean, we know from Adam and Eve, God told them, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They did it anyway. God didn't stop them. He gave them freedom, and then they had to face the consequences. Amen. So God is not giving us liberty so that we can do whatever we want to do. However, however, people are going to do that, and then they have to suffer the consequences of it. Amen. 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 Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, John 8, 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, Jesus is saying, your freedom, and by the way, remember this, he was talking to Jews who considered themselves oppressed by Romans because it was the Roman Empire that was in control of Judea. Why didn't he say, well, once you understand that you're oppressed by the Romans, we can get, get about the business of revolution here. 
No, he said, no, no. If you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. In other words, you can't be kept. You can't be kept captive when you know me. Hallelujah. There's no way you can be kept captive when you know me. Why? He said, because I've come to set the captives free. Hallelujah. And then he went on to say, and whom the son sets free is free indeed. Amen. He said, and sin, sin is what enslaves us, saints. Sin is what enslaves us, not people. So wait a minute, Bishop, you just said the Romans enslaved people. Cause of the sin in their hearts. Sin is what makes people want to subjugate others. Sin is what makes people want to take advantage of others. Sin is what makes people want to dominate others. God never told us to do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But when you know the truth, when you know what God made you to be, when you know who God made you to be, you can't be enslaved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, you talk, hear people in prison get saved, say, I'm freer now than I ever was when I was outside. Glory to God because they're, they're free on the inside. They know what God has done for them. Amen. Amen. Amen, saints. So we, we've got to have a, a, a rebirth of freedom and an understanding that freedom is rooted and grounded in faith in almighty God. The Bible says that the nations, it says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Well, there's nothing more hellish than being in a totalitarian system. Amen. And that's what happens in a nation that forgets God. Amen? Amen. But, but look, but it also says, blessed is the nation. Meaning happy and joyful and prosperous in every way is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's been the key to our success. It hasn't been our brilliance. It hasn't, it, it's, it's been our values, which begin with faith in almighty God. Amen? Amen. 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 And the Bible talks about liberty. It says, for the cause of liberty, Christ has made us free. It says, stand fast in the liberty where, when, wherein you were called. So you, we're supposed to be people of freedom. Leviticus says, Proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. And Jesus said, I said in his inaugural sermon, said he's come to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're free because there's freedom in Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And look, for those people who think we shouldn't be singing patriotic hymns, just go try to sell that to somebody else. Glory to God. Because my country, tis of thee, Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died. Land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. I'm going to sing that song and say that song for as long as there's breath in my body. And the last verse is a prayer. Our fathers, God to thee, author of liberty, to thee we sing. Long may our land be bright with freedom's holy light. Protect us by thy might, great God our King. Hallelujah. I am so glad that Jesus saw fit to make me an American. I'm so thankful for the freedom, so thankful for the opportunity, so thankful for the hope, not only for me, but for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren if Jesus tarries. There's no place on earth like it for us to fulfill our God-given gifts and talents and abilities. And no, we're not a perfect country because I'm here. And you're here. And we'll never be perfect, but praise God that we've got values that help us to march toward a more perfect union. Do I have a witness here? Glory to God. 
I thank God for America every day of my life. I get emotional about that flag. I get emotional about that na national anthem because I know that the Lord had put me here for purposes before the foundation of the world to fulfill his plan and purpose in my life. I could have been born anywhere to anybody, but the Lord saw fit for me to be born an American. And this is where I am and here I stand. I can do no other. Hallelujah.